This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Damn the it happens every night here yeah. and i ain't never met a riverboat dealer that could ever be a friend of mine i have not summer heat never treats me kind it leaves trouble on my mind so i'm bidding farewell putting in my notice and i'll see you at another time Sing. this highway does not know my name and i don't care Right to the hood. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Oh. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill here in beautiful southern middle Tennessee. And we are back. The man tried to keep us down. But we are back. And by the man, I mean this piece of garbage right here. This MacBook tried to keep us down. It tried very hard through the Memorial Day weekend. I have tried to record this podcast not once, not twice, but trace times. And the MacBook would not even power up. It would not even remotely give me a sign of life. So this is the podcast for... Wednesday, what? Wednesday, yeah, Memorial Day was Monday, a holiday. Hope you all had a great one. This was going to be a Tuesday podcast week. I mentioned that last week. Then we couldn't make that happen. And so now it is a Wednesday podcast, which I'm totally down with, as long as you lowlifers are. So this is the podcast for Wednesday, May the 31st, the last day of May 2023. We can ring it in together. I don't, I don't think that's anything to ring in necessarily. But another month clicking on by, and here we go. Had to take the, uh, in all the craziness of my job today, I had to take this piece of garbage, the, if you remember right, second MacBook that I've owned in uh, about six months, because my other one, I may or may not have put a fist through because it pissed me off so bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, this one's a new one, and it will would just not power. Of course, you know when you, you your car is like spitting and sputtering, or your motor's like doing something stupid on your boat, and you take it to a mechanic. What's the first damn thing it does? Not that. It's not going to do the problem. I got this thing out of my case, man. 
at a Mac store down in Huntsville, Alabama at the Genius Bar. Totally different than the low-budget live bar and grill. Totally different, the Genius Bar. And it just powered right up. And he goes, oh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I don't think you got a problem. Had to make an appointment, all this bull. So here we are. Here we are, and we're back. And we are back. Uh, but, you know, I am grateful that I have people that wait for this. You low lifers are, are a loyal, loyal bunch. And so I'm glad that I have people uh, that are like, where the hell is the podcast? So here we go. Here we go. I got a good one. In my opinion, a good one for you this week. It's been, it's, I'm glad we're able to work it out after me having to cancel on said guest today so many times. But uh, it's been that kind of week, though. It's been a, it's been a crazy last seven days. Uh, I don't know if, for those of you that follow me on social media, I documented a lot of this. But uh, I had to come home, got to come home, however you want to look at it, got to come home from, from Wisconsin a little early from the NPFL because of the craziness. And I'll get to that in just a few minutes. But uh, after a week of being in Missouri, jet setting all over the place. And by jet setting, I mean driving for the most part. Uh, I did fly to Wisconsin. But a lot of windshield time throughout the week. And I had some TH bitterness in Missouri. And then that went into into this Wisconsin trip that got cut short. So anyways, on my way home from the airport Saturday morning, Marissa calls triple threat. And says there's a turkey. She's already told me there's a turkey gobbling in her yard. Our last day of turkey season was May 28th here in Tennessee. And she's told me this turkey's gobbling in our yard. Well, we a we live on on a good bit of land, 30 acres. Good, good bit to me, right? I'm very proud to have that in my life. Worked very hard for that opportunity. And I deer hunt here. See a lot of deer. No turkeys. No turks whatsoever. I'm obsessed with turkeys. I love turkey hunting. It's one of my favorite things. Um... And in life, and will be till the day they put me in the dirt. We've never, I've seen them here like twice, never during the spring, though, of course. And this big old mongoloid gobbler, she sends me a video. He's standing in the blacktop road at the end of my driveway, double gobbling in front of her, her little Bronco sport. She sends me this video. I'm like 45 minutes out from home. I'll drive 100 to get here. I've hunted that freaking piece of garbage for a while and uh, out of two days and didn't didn't kill him, but so stupid. They brought the fight to me, as I said on social media. They did. They show up on my damn porch. Like, I'll kill 100 turkeys next year. I will go over the limit because that makes me so freaking mad. So mad. So mad. And then you couple that with a MacBook and all the other insanity in life. Like, come on. That's some garbage. So, uh, yeah. Wild, wild deal. But I did, I will say in all my travels, I got to see the folks at Baitworks, bait-works.com. I did get to go up there and buy some tackle because I've got a, an ABT 100 with a little tray tray this week, a little tray swindle. Coming up this weekend down at the Alabama River, stop number two of the ABT 100s. Y'all know how much I love those. Looking forward to that. And hopefully he can, he and I can put a few fish in the boat. I have, I've never fished the Alabama River, so and I know he's he's been on a couple times, but uh, we get to go down there and dive around a little bit this weekend. Looking forward to that. want to thank the sponsors of the show real fast, and then we're going to move along. Startron, Starbright, kicking ethanol in the teeth with Startron and making you look so good with Starbright. It is officially Starbright season, they're calling it. I didn't even know that was a thing. It's a thing. Starbright season. Get your boat looking right with all kinds of star bright. See what I did right there? Get your boat looking bright or right. Actually, I said it wrong <laughs> the second time. Get your boat looking right with star bright. I've been using their mildew stain remover, which I don't need into my new boat, obviously. But I, I got like mildew on a diving board by our pool, like all kind of crap. Their mildew stain remover might as well be a miracle cure. It really is. If They sell it everywhere. You can get it at the Walmarts. But it's a, it's a killer product. All their other cleaning spots. The, the, the Boat Guard is one of my favorites for uh, just a quick clean of the boat. Uh, absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So Starbright, Startron, bringing you low-budget live for going on six years now and uh, kicking off the ethanol in the teeth and making you look right with Starbright. Something like that. Something like that. Pro Guide Batteries. Pro Guide Batteries. I actually have, hang on a second. Please hold on the Pro Guide Batteries. Our guest just texted and said he's going to be a little longer. So uh, we got some time to kill here. Let's see. Sorry about this. It's low budget. 
Yeah, so Pro Guide batteries. This will pull up because, of course, it's not going to. Seriously, bud? Pull yourself up there. I'm trying to pull up a text. I have some important information about Pro Guide batteries that I need to share with all of you. And it's not, it's, it's just not happening right now for me. <sighs> Pro Guide batteries is having the sale around the 4th. Here we go. Yeah, the Pro Guide Freedom Sale. Here we go. Here we go. Between now and the 4th of July, the Pro Guide. Hang on, we need some fire. We need some not firework sounds. No, but we can do the same one I use for everything. Pro Guide Freedom Sale. So you can get the Pro Guide Lithium 24 M50s for $429. Pricing includes free shipping on that. Or you can get the 36 volt bundle, which is three, three of the PGL 24 uh, M50s, which is what I'm running in the old X21 Pro downstairs. Uh, and you can get that for, and I believe it also has a charger that comes with that. That's a freaking great, that's a daggum killer deal. Um, right there. 50 amp hour. That's 1649 bucks. Pro God Freedom Sale. These colors don't run. ProGodBatteries.com. You can use code LBL10. I'm not sure if the discount works off that, but try it. Try LBL10 on those, those cool specials right there. ProGodBatteries.com. Bait-Works.com. When checked on those boys. What a great store in Springfield, Missouri they have. But the website's that much better. They got it on there. They got them LOB jigs. I've had so many folks... It's cool now that people are really, really fishing. I'm getting pictures of LOB catches all the time, and that's always awesome to see. They got them in seven beautiful colors with a custom trocar hook. Get on there and check it out. Their mega bass selection blows my mind. Their zoom section, their net bait section blows my mind. I bought a uh, net bait's got some new little trailers out that I'm going to try for the LOB. I, I spent way too much money at Baitworks when I was up there last week. But uh, bait-works.com and Duncan-10 is going to save you some coin there. And last but not least, Last but not least, hang the banner. Look right there. One more time. Those colors don't run either. That old black and red. The Express Boats banner, the Bassmaster Classic winning, all welded. High performance, 21-foot aluminum bass boat with a 96-inch beam. Amazing hole shot. 250 Yamaha show. C-deck stern. More tackle storage than you can shake a stick at. I absolutely love my... Pro LE I'm running, but don't think you gotta have a 21 footer to get that get that absolute ride of your life from Express. They have many, many models, the X19, the H17, so many cool boats there, the bay boats. Check them out, expressboats.com. Go to a you can search your dealer there. Even got some cool apparel on there now. Express boats, building excitement. Since 1966, I was actually in a uh, little bit of a meeting with Express Boats. It's really cool being a part. I talk about them being family all the time, but they they certainly are. And they really care what the pro staff thinks about the product. And that is such a a refreshing, refreshing um, thought process to come across in this industry. I've been in this industry a very long time, and I've been, been a part of some pro staffs here and there. And so it's nice. They they pick your brain at, you know, hey, man, what do we need? What would you like to see changed? And for me, it's always really boring because I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and they're like, why did you call this call? I'm like, I don't know. You guys asked me to be on it. I don't have any changes. I love the boat. And that's true. I really, really love my X-21. Y'all know that. Um, all right. All right, moving on. Our Our – our compadre here that's going to join us is a little late. So uh, MPFL. So I want to address a few things. I feel like I always have to do this with MPFLs. And I, a lot of times, and you know, our last event, our last event, Baron Adams gets DQ because of fishing license and the mom's basement crowds like, this is MPFL's fault in pieces of garbage. And let me just, let me just get something straight. Let me just, this section couldn't be called this as well. This is this. Here we go. One of you turds is about to get smacked in the mouth. I think this is the one of you turds is fixing to get smacked in the mouth section of the week. Um, and obviously, I got some personal 
personal feelings towards the MPFL. Man, I, I these these guys are my my family. Like they are. They uh, they they wanted me of all people to be one of the faces of of their league from from the jump in late 2020 and when I signed on with them. So I do get passionate when I see people just being idiots on the internet. But you know they they they've endured a lot of. You know, after uh, over three years, some of it self-inflicted and warranted, some of it not. There's been uh, there's been some fumbles. There have been some touchdowns. Right, that's how life goes. But when you live, you live that uh, tournament life where really you got MLF and you got Bass, uh, Bass being the OG and MLF being the new kid on the block, and then you're trying to be yet another new kid on the block. I mean, we are the low guys on the totem pole. We understand that, and we are happy with the the place that we're in in the sport of fishing, of course. You know, and and I say we. I, I'm speaking for myself and the way I view it. Um, but this year has been really cool, man. It's been really cool. It's a small field, giving away a hundred grand. It's been really cool. The cream is, of course, rising to the top. It always does. Our angler of the year race is very, very tight. It is a trail to keep up with. That being said, people are always really quick to jump on it, it seems, and that's fine. You know, I've done the same on this show multiple times about other tournament trails, so, okay, bring it, whatever. But, you know, we had the Baron Adams incident, right, Pam? It was a shame for Baron. It was a heartbreaking deal. Had Brad Fuller on here to talk. And then this time, it's it's always – my thing is, if you make somebody happy, if you make somebody happy in life, uh, they might tell one person. If you piss somebody off, they tell everybody. That's always everybody that they touch in life, and that's always kind of the case in life. I learned that many, many, many moons ago. So, Santee Cooper, stop number three. I had so many calls and texts leading into it that were like, dude, you're going to quit broadcasting after this event because it's going to suck. We're not catching them, blah, 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 blah. Then they come out and just blast them. Sheldon Collins had like 23-12 the first day. They're like two eight-pounders way in. They, they caught them. Now, look, halfway through the stand is not so much. The top, it was very top-heavy. Case of the haves and have-nots like it always is. And they caught them. There were like however many bags over 17 the first day. We go live on day two as we do. We broadcast days two and three usually. Fat Cat and I were like, we don't know what to expect. We're even telling the production crew, like, this is going to be a slow day. We're probably going to get fired because we're going to say something really stupid. Because it's going to be slow. Well, it's not. They're just like begging, 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 begging. Todd Goad, Will Harkins, freaking Patrick Walters slaying on camera. It was awesome. Uh, Nick Brown from Texas, just freaking meat on camera. It was awesome, dude. Such a fun day. One of my favorite days in three years in studio. Um, for sure. Great event. And there was a rumbling that the weather was going to take a really, 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 really crappy turn. There was a front off of the Carolinas. Dude, I've never seen anything like this on radar and not be a tropical depression or storm. Maybe they officially call it that. I don't know. But the temperatures ended up dropping like into the upper 40s with this weird rain and wind gust, like sustained 20 to 25 with gusts up to 45. If you've been to Santee Cooper, and I have a couple times. It's terrifying. It's a terrifying place. It's a very intimidating place. But with that kind of wind, it's deadly. It is certainly deadly. So we talked to the league after we got off air, and it was like, hey, we could potentially cancel. Tomorrow we'll let you guys know. Of course, Fat Cat and I do our weigh-in in show on the Fixed TV app there um, during the weigh-in. Fun deal we do where we kind of bull crap back and forth and we get to poke, you know, get, get guys on stage. We got Quentin Capo called a 30 bag, a dirty 30 biggest bag in the MPFO history so far. And that's short history, three years, 30, even Quentin Capo, former elite series pro freaking awesome to see. And so it was shaping up. I think we had nine or 10 bags over 20. The second day they were chewing with that front coming and it was just shaping up to be this epic showdown Saturday, as we call it for a hundred K Patrick Walters leading Will Harkins in second, Todd Goad in third. They're all catching bags. It was going to be – and Quentin Capo had slid up to like fourth or fifth with that 30 bag. Like, it was going to be awesome. You had Daryl Robertson in the mix, former Forestwood Cup champ. Like, it was a great tournament, great storylines. Timmy Reams, our angler of the year leader. Anyways, great tournament. And we get the call, hey, we're 
postponing till Sunday. So we're like, yeah, okay, no big deal. And then we get told, but we're not doing live coverage. And I was like, I was like, excuse me? What did you just tell me? And, of course, I didn't say that to ownership, but I was like, One of you turds is about to get smacked in the mouth. As I was standing in Wisconsin, like, come on, dude, I live for this crap. I wanted to do it, but we didn't get to. Uh, turns out, when you have cameramen scheduled and, like, this big production, that when you shift it a day like that, if you don't have it planned like that, especially on a holiday weekend, it's quite the show, okay? And so, we couldn't do it. We could not do live. I worried about the what the public backlash would be because, like I said, I, I've seen it with people before. You know, do we have tons of comments when we're doing live? Like, this is amazing. Well, crap, no, because nobody does. That's real life, right? Um, people are only going to let you know the negative. But by God, when we didn't go live on Sunday, then mom's basement crowd was out in full. Was there no live? I'm the biggest MPFL fan ever. I'm glad they were looking for it. I took the positive in it that I was grateful that people were, were looking for it. And there were a lot of low lifers that I saw in the comments that were like, what the hell? And we're tagging me. And I was like, hey, you know, happens. And 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 definitely happened this time. And so we didn't do it. It's huge disappointment. Huge disappointment. Um, and it was a fumble by the MPFL, right? I dare say that won't happen again. I hope I don't, I'm, you know, I'm knocking on wood. Uh, you don't go to Santee in May and prepare like a bad weather day usually. That's kind of why we went there that time of year to avoid the craziness. Now we're fixing to go to the Great Lakes Saginaw Bay. We'll see what happens. But they made a judgment call to keep the angler safe. And, buddy, did I see some videos from what Santee looked like that that, that day and somebody would have got hurt. Like, it was terrifying what it looked like on the water. So a good call was made. Am I pissed that I didn't get to go live? Absolutely. Am I pissed that I went all the way to Wisconsin to only commentate one day and hang out with my dude, Fat Cat? Absolutely, dude. Am I pissed that I got to come home and spend Memorial Day weekend with my family? No, sir. I am not. I am not. Because I was going to be gone the entire Memorial Day weekend. And uh, and this is the second Memorial Day we've worked with MPFL. I know, cry me a river, Luke Duncan. And uh, and so, yeah, I got to come home. I got some honeydews done. But but to everybody that was like super mad, watch the freaking next one, bud. Come on back around. Why I'm talking like Gussie, I don't know, but come back and hang out with us again. If that's something that that you were very much looking forward to, Saginaw Bay will be epic. I'll promise you, they're gonna catch the freaking crap out of them up there. But sometimes, sometimes you got to get it into your skull that there's more going on than what you want in life in that moment. And that was certainly one of those deals. Then the website crashed <laughs> right around the way in. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. Of course, Patrick Walters wins and, you know, gets redemption on Santee Cooper. He blasts like 24 pounds, slams the door on it. Todd Go catches another 22, catches a seven pound. All of that would have been live. We would have got to watch all of it go down. Will Harkins, young pro from Georgia, finished his third. Dude, it was an amazing event. One of our best events. And we didn't get to showcase it. And that sucks. That sucks. But decisions were made, and that's where we're at. Um, but I always think, like, just before, and I'm guilty of it a lot in my life, before we make a knee-jerk reaction to something, like, let's kind of just pause and think, oh, what could this be? Look, Bass and MLF, they plan for that kind of stuff. They have that built in, you know, from a production schedule deal. Hey, if we go here, we're going to have this many cameras. If we go, if this were to happen, I mean, they do it. They've been doing it for a very long time. We're three years in. It's something I never fathomed. I just assumed when we were postponing, I mean, I just had to stay an extra day. I was trying to figure out what in the hell me and Big Cat were going to do in freaking Wisconsin without going to jail or getting too drunk, you know? Up there in Appleton, Wisconsin. What were we? What were me and Fat Cat going to do? That's what I was trying to figure out. But instead, I got to go home, and I caught me a five a.m. flight home, and my family was seemed to be kind of happy about it when I was home. So there you go. There you go. 
All right, so that's the story on that. That is the story on that. So we are going to get the sauce right now from the man that won that event. The sauce brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce. I did a lot of grilling over that Memorial Day weekend, and I can tell you right now, a little dab of this and some hamburger meat, buddy, and you put it on that whatever your griddle of choice is. I'm a Blackstone guy just because they sell it at Walmart, and that's what I bought. A uh, little smash burger action. Mm, boy, that W sauce and that is excellent. Speaking of egg-cellent, get it? Pun, in, pun intended. The breakfast sauce is great on eggs. It's out now. You can get it in this bottle instead of this little squirt bottle. I've been seeing it on the lines, on the lines, on the internets right here. But the W sauce bringing you the sauce. We're going to talk to you right now by my calculations – the Bassmaster website shows him at 817,000. I'm sure he's got some winnings over there on that old MLFLW site as well. As well. And in his two years with the MPFL, he's won two events because he's a dream crushing, just freaking gets mad at him. That puts him over a million dollars in career earnings, which is very cool at a very young age, in my opinion, in a young career. And we're going to get the sauce from him. We're going to pause for a second. And when we come back, we will have the man on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen, the sauce with the one and only, the mustachioed coach, Patrick Walters. (laughs) What's up? Dream, Dream crusher. Well, I think you crushed my MacBook. You crushed all kind of things this week. You crushed your home lake. Then you crushed a drive to the Sabine River right after. But I, I said in the beginning of this, in my rambling uh, that I tend to do before I get a guest on, I'm like, it's been a, la- a rough couple of days trying to get P-Walt, and I connected because of these, these newfangled contraptions called computers. But uh, we're back <laughs> up and running, and I pray that it just finishes this episode because the guy at the Mac store says – it's good to go. So we shall see. But buddy, I, I appreciate you. Uh I got and I gotta tell a story real quick on why I called you Dream Crusher. So uh because you know this, I told you this uh, on the way and in show. Of course, Patrick, second year with us in the MPFL, and he's absolutely embraced the MPFL. He, he gave a, a great speech the final day about how much he enjoys it. Um and he, he loves Memorial Day with the MPFL for sure because he's won the last two Memorial Day weekends have been really good. At the I Walters, actually so. didn't realize yes. that until Dad pointed it out. It yes. never crossed my mind. Yes, I, I said that on live. I'm like, on the way in in show, I was like, dude, he's won the, if he wins, he'll win two Memorial Days in a row. It's been, it's a really good, uh, really good tradition for you. You started there. It's going to be one that's going to be hard to uphold, I guess, with the wife. Like, oh, you just bring home a hundred grand every Memorial Day <laughs> you know, for the rest of your life. But so next year on scheduling, Luke, I need you to make sure <laughs> yeah, we have a tournament yeah. on Memorial weekend. Yeah, I'll I'll put in a call. But but what always happens in pro tournaments, and you know this, and it doesn't matter which organization it is, uh, everybody catches them at the top, right? Obviously, that goes without saying. Is it's the case of the haves and the have-nots a lot of times. But when it's up at the top, yeah, you'll get runaway freight trains like we see every now and then. But for the most part, everybody that's in that top five, they got it pretty well dialed. And we saw that this week with lots of different things playing out. Pawpaw Todd Goat, as we like to call him affectionately. Oh, we, love, we love Todd. But, dude, he fished, he fished arguably the event of his life, right? Like he made all 100%. the. All, I can't believe how good he called him, dude, especially in the area he called him. Just, Once I found out where he was fishing, I was blown away. Really? Oh, that's really. interesting. Being a local, yeah, I, so it shouldn't happen there. Mean, it, it can, but not for three days like that. Wow. It's typically like maybe you catch him one day, and that's truly what shows you how weird Santee Cooper's been fishing this year. I mean, I don't want to get off on a tangent yet, but it's yeah. been it's been fishing weird. That that's really cool to hear though. Like going back, because you and Todd are buddies to to hear where he ended up catching them. But but Matt Airy texts me and him and Todd go to real tight. And he texts me on day two during the coverage because you were just blasting them. But Todd was blasting them. Like y'all were both catching them and on the unofficial deal. We're like, I mean, we think they're knotted up neck and neck, and then you end up having twenty four. Uh, but he yeah, goes, I didn't think they were that big. He, he goes, <laughs> that did surprise me. He said, 
Patrick Walters equals dream crusher. That's what Matt Harry called you <laughs> in a text. And I'm like, that's never leaving this man. I've called him coach Walters, but now it's dream crusher forever because dude, I mean, you brought in 24 and then another 24, right? The final day, just at 21, 22, 24, 21, 21, four. Yeah. Yep. I should know this. But when but you I, compared unreal. dream crusher to grave digger, crushing <laughs> yes, cars, yes. I was then sold. <laughs> I mean, because who who doesn't want to like wear a cut off t shirt and scream at their top of their lungs for grave digger crushing cars? I mean, come on, talk talk about bringing your childhood back. Let's go, dude. I I said, and for those of y'all that didn't watch the way in this show, shame on you because we have a lot of fun. Fat Cat and I will write it down. We will get fired over the way in show because we get a little too. uh, non-political, unpolitically correct, or whatever you sh- you call it. But I, I compared Patrick to grave. Yeah, that would just be correct, right? Politically <laughs> correct, uh, incorrect, I guess. So we are uh, politically incorrect is pol- correct. Yes, politically incorrect is now is is correct. Two SEC boys trying to figure it out together. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I said he's like the monster truck grave digger, just crushing the cars and jumping up in there and doing cool tricks, and he's just pissed about it while he's doing it with the must stash and he's talking crap to the bass in their face and it's amazing dude. It's, uh, but gravedigger is uh that just that popped in my that's the, kind of the add thoughts that pop into my head but both of my boys were obsessed with monster jam and monster trucks so i have done my share sitting in the crowd watching gravedigger and it's 100 percent. Yeah. when i was a kid we wouldn't see gravedigger and that was the only one you were there to see yes like, i mean you legitimately course. screamed at the top of your lungs like a little girl when Gravedigger came out, yes, the like all these other cool trucks, like, well, let's go. But when Gravedigger came out, game it was over. Like, Listen, <laughs> I mean, people are getting rowdy. Oh, I could only imagine going to one as an adult when you're like, dude, like you're actually aware of what's going on. People are like, who knows? People probably got their shirts off and they're like, selling booze, dude. <laughs> selling booze <laughs> and people are just getting drunk on Miller Lite and being like grave dick it's just grown oh ass man oh yes oh dude. my they God. had they one at, at the Titan Stadium in Nashville last summer and we didn't get to go and I was crushed I was crushed like my dream was crushed I was like dude I can go to this <laughs> at a football stadium and see grave digger are you kidding me oh as a 38 year old last summer like give me a dose of that in the arm come on <laughs> <Yeah>. with it <laughs> You actually, everybody thinks it's for your kids. No. It's actually for you. It's it's therapy. I mean, that is therapeutic. Well, you'll find that out. We actually talked about that on live. That was one of the things Fat Cat and I said that (laughs) if you go back and watch on day two, which is the only day we got to broadcast, which I explained before I called you, but uh, how the craziness ensued with that. But And we missed your heroic final day, unfortunately, because it would have been fun to watch it go down for damn sure because i always learn a lot watching you and just enjoy your just your overall attitude our director was in our ear all day long he wasn't our director last year and he's going he was a camera guy actually and he never got to cover you last year and uh he always seemed to get paired with sheldon but anyways he goes dude give me more patrick walters he's like this is so much fun because this guy he i said yeah hates fishing Patrick Walters hates fishing. And there he's like, yeah, like this guy just, he's infectious with this. But, dude, you were on one on day two, and you said, I got mad at him. A lot of people say that. You legitimately get mad at them. I really don't know why. Like, everybody usually gets really happy when you catch big ones. But it, like, it, it infuriates me. Like, I, I cannot tell you why. But, like, when you catch a good one, I'm just like, I tell you, like you start like getting just like you're like, why did they bite earlier? Like, oh, like they're they're done. Like they're they keep this face up. Like somebody's gonna get hurt, and it might be me. Like I don't know. I'm gonna fall in this boat at some point. Like, dude, you're laying around. You're rolling around like you're scooping up fumbles. Like there's just and you had Travis Goss, our buddy Travis, the camera guy, and you're like Travis. Travis, you're just yelling at him. There's just so he, much. I know going. he's like he he's like he's starting to pucker up. He's like, I don't know if I did something wrong. Did I step on something? And it's just like, let's go. go. Like you just yeah. you got to have that level of fired upness. You know, I think I mean, so. You're you got to be you're happy. You know, everything's going right. But it's like, listen, when you get mad at him, I mean, because I mean, we had that elite tournament there yep. a month ago. Yep. And it was an absolute bomb. I'm telling you, if it went wrong, it went wrong. If I mean, I had good fish. I had more fish found in that tournament than I did in this tournament. Oof. Truly. 
Like I thought I could catch 18 to 20 pounds anywhere on the lake at the time. No kidding. And April's my favorite month. The, the lake has changed right now, both Lake Marin and Moultrie. We've got a bunch of eelgrass present. That's kind of moving some stuff around. But Santee Cooper's one of those places, like, if you pick the trolling motor up too many times in a day, you're not going to catch them. Okay. Like, if you move in areas too much, you're just fishing too fast, it's kind of turning into, like, a Florida lake. I was going to say, like, you Florida. Know, like, yeah. It, if you start running around and you're hitting too many spots, you're just not going to catch them. And that's what I did this this time around was I just kind of hunkered in areas. Like, yeah. I was like, all right, this is where I want to fish, and this is where I'm going to be. And I'd pick trolling motor up, but I'd be moving 500 to a quarter mile at a time. I wasn't moving 20 to 30 miles like I was last time. And that's what gets you. Yeah, no doubt. And and it's it's interesting for a guy like you, because I've only got to cover you two years. I've known you for a while. And then, of course, watching you on the elites and things. But but with the MPFL, I get to see all the cameras, even when you're not actually on live, you know, to the world, I get to see it. And you don't let any moss grow between your feet and the gas pedal very often. You like to run around. I do. I have a problem with that. Yes. And, uh, I, I, I even in the tournament, like like I said, I was I was only moving a quarter mile at a time, but I was cranking that motor up every single time. Yeah. Like yeah. It, this sounds crazy, but I stayed in tall call the last two days, which felt wrong to me. I'm telling huh. you, like it. I'm from the other side of the lake. Like I'm from Utah Creek, Utahville's where I'm at. It's where I live now, and uh, that's my side. Like that's where I like to fish. That's where I'm comfortable. And I'm telling you, it felt like I had a new girlfriend. Like, it <laughs> felt wrong. Like it, it, it felt like I should not have been on that side. But at the same time, it was like the fish are over here, and I still think I burned like 12 gallons a day, and I never went further than three miles. Unreal, man. That, that's... And it just it was just hopscotching around to little sweet spots, you know, and it's just. I do like to move, and it's like you just—I don't like wasting my time on unproductive water, or what I think is unproductive water. Well, um, that doesn't mean you can't catch them there, because there was a lot of people still fishing talk about who caught fish. Oh yeah, and it was just fishing around people. I mean, you just had to hit little sweet spots. Have you ever seen a front like what you guys dealt with on the cancellation day, that blow day? Like, dude, it got into the forties. <laughs> like, I have weird in March. Yeah, 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 I yeah, yeah, yeah. Never seen one in me me and dad were talking about it and i was like i've never i mean seen a true front at the end of may beginning of june where like you said it's blowing four gust to 40 miles mm-hmm. an hour that the high was 60 degrees one day the high the day before a couple days before the high was like 85 90 degrees and the water temperature got back down to 68 degrees on the lake and it had been it had warmed up to 68 one time in february I mean, we're talking yeah. about three months of spring, and the water temperature hadn't fluctuated more than ten degrees. That's the that's the tightest I've ever seen it on the lake, and I think that's what I'll, affected them a lot. Because if you would just show up there and you didn't know the lake, you you drop your trolling motor in water and back. Damn, water temp's only seventy two degrees. Like, I need to be in the back of a pocket somewhere. Yeah, no doubt. And it's just and it just it didn't set up that way because they had been doing it for so forever it's been a really stretched out spring i think is the best way to put it it. in the southeast like it just has been i mean we've seen that but we still have guys like a nick brown he caught he caught big sight fishing john cox weighed a few sight fishing imagine that imagine that imagine that john did he catch some sight fishing john caught the first day three of the five he weighed in for 17 whatever were on the bed nick brown on camera on day two had three for 16 something he did not have a limit but three for 16 something on the bed. bed. Two of them were on the same bed. Yep. Yep. Stop. And he had a seven, seven that is, something that's in, on the bed. Yep. That shows you how different that lake fish is. Yep. Yeah, there I were several guys that. seeing them still. Nick Brown said on Sunday in practice, he marked 63. That's what he told us when we were interviewing him for live. There's no way. 63, and they all. he said they all left. They were just leaving. And I'm like, well, yeah, because it's June, bud. <laughs> I mean, gosh, I mean, said he said, he, and, and Nick, we covered him at Wright Patman. He called him down there. He's a straight up dude. He's a fish catcher. I believe him. Yeah. Just blows 63 me fish is what he told me. That, weird. that they've been spawning. I mean, they've been spawning since February. Yeah, though. no doubt. They have here. They, they were, they were spawning on Gunnersville in February cow. and, and they're still, I mean, you look at the BPT at Gunnersville, they were still catching fish off the bed and, and brim bed fish while guys are blasting them out deep. Like, Two weeks ago, like it's crazy. It's Memorial Day. Well, see, that's how that's how I caught them day one of the tournament. I fished the other side of the lake, and I caught them all of them mostly on brim beds. All the brim first beds. Day of the tournament, 
and I caught a good one on top water, caught one on a drop shot and stuff like that. And then uh, the wind factor is what happened on day two. It started mm-hmm. blowing like 20 mile an hour. And kudos to everybody at MPFL, Brad and Sean and all them for sending us because Brad told me to listen, y'all are professionals. We're a professional league. So what y'all need to act like it. You know, if you don't think you can get to your area, don't push it. You yeah. know, act like everybody has common sense, use it. And I mean, it was the smartest thing he said because it's, Listen, don't run to the lower lake at the very bottom of it if it's blowing 20 mile an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Fish, fish effectively. And that's what I did. I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to fish the conditions this week. I, I didn't, I didn't even go back to my brim beds where I caught them the first day. And that's when I stayed on that side of the lake to stay protected to get eight hours of fishing. And it surprised me how good it was. And that's what made me kind of be like, all right, well, um, I sent the video to Brad on the wind day we had where it really blew. Yes. You know, they canceled day three championship saturday moved it to sunday and i was sitting at the house and my i got a cove over there that where we live in right now and it's usually pretty clear the wind was blowing so hard it was blowing mud in there it turned like chocolate milk in just a couple hours and i said you know what i'm i'm not coming back to the side of the lake i mean it's you got to fish the conditions it's like okeechobee you know if it's blowing 30 mile an hours north wind south bay is probably going to be blown out Oh yeah, every every uh, time you can't just, fight it either. And so that's why I just kind of you had to fish conditions. I was like, I'm I'm gonna stay back on that side of the lake. Unreal, dude. Well, well, I want to call this next segment. So you want to be a bass pro because everybody sees the big cardboard checks. I talk about this on this show a lot, but everybody sees the cardboard checks and they see the big trophies like the cool MPFL shield, which you now have two of, almost three last year. Would, would yeah, have I love three. the trophies. My wife likes to check. Yes, that's right. The trophy is legit. It I mean, is, that is great. One of the coolest trophies you can touch. Yes, it I mean, is. It indeed. is huge. It, uh, yeah, it's huge heavy too. It's heavy as hell too. Every time, every time I've ever picked one up. But you left, and this is what I want folks to know because you said on the way in in show, you're like, and you said on the way in stage as well on that second day, you're like, yeah, I mean, I hope we go fishing tomorrow, not knowing how bad the weather was actually going to get. Cause I think you were probably grateful that you guys didn't go I out am. there. I, was, I mean, I, I think it would have helped me. I would have had a better chance fishing that Saturday in those yeah, conditions, yeah. but I'm really glad we didn't go because you couldn't have made it in a 30 foot boat across that lake. No, I don't think I mean, anybody, I think we would have, we would have so put, I think they made danger. the best call possible, even though we lost. We sacrificed the, t- the coverage. Yeah. It was worth it for the safety. No doubt about it, man. But, but and I'm you, glad we got three days because if we would have, I, I, you don't want to win on a default. No. I mean, no matter how you, if you win, you win, but it's like, I'd rather do it on three days than two days because everybody would then be like, well, you only fish two days, you know? Like, yeah. Like, what would have happened on like, that if last you do it day? On three days, it looks a little better. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. They're like, Todd Go probably would have beat him in three days and you'd have never lived that down. You'd have exactly. never lived it down. And then you, and you, and you can't live with that. So, but the, the craziest thing for me about y'all's lives, you and John Cox, John, of course, fishes everything under the sun. You're fishing MPFL and the Elite Series again this year, fishing five of our events. You couldn't make all six because of, uh, obviously, there's a conflict with the Elites that we had at Wright-Patman, so you didn't get to come down there and flip bushes, unfortunately. And, yeah, it was it was a fun turn. A little tougher than it than it should have been, probably. But, uh, but you guys, you and your dad, Todd, y'all loaded up and drove all the way to the damn Sabine River which is where you're at now. We've delayed this podcast. 13 and a half hours. We left at 6 o'clock. Or, or no, we left probably 5.30 something. We made it here at 7 a.m. the next morning. Dad drove Unbelievable. straight through Did the he drive? Because you and I talked. And drove the last hour and 15 minutes into town. Okay, so it. we were going to try to do this, and I was like, you know what? And I called you, and you said, hey, I'm about to go to sleep. I'm going to wake up. And I ended up texting you and said, hey, let's let's do it tomorrow and then tomorrow, the MacBook crash. But uh, so we've tried it a couple times. But uh, I, I was curious, though. I was like, dude, I wonder if he got some. Because you were like, I think I'm going to knock out the drive through the night. And I thought, dude, you just fished three days on Santee, beat the brakes off everybody, won 100 grand. I know your adrenaline is starting to run out to drive to the Sabine River where it's going to be just a grinder. You're going to have to work your ass off 13 hour practice days. So y'all made it at 7 a.m., but you did get some sleep. So that makes me feel morning. better. He, Poor Todd. I, I wouldn't have done it without that. He pushed, he dro- He's like, yeah, I had two cups of coffee. And I said, do what? I was like, that's all you had? Like when you texted me, I mean, the adrenaline had crashed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm exhausted. Like it was, 
and then still though but sleeping in the truck still not sleeping no like, you're right. resting but you i practice i got on the water that first day i'll practice on monday at like 8 30 you know came to the house unpacked everything practiced till probably 4 30 got back to the house went and got me about 30 pounds of crawfish and a case <laughs> of cold ones and uh celebrated the dream crush those and then uh <laughs> hit the sack for a good eight hours of sleep and it was i finally was back about 90 percent today tomorrow hopefully we'll be back to the hundred so i have to ask them because i normally don't i'm normally recording on the weekends you know before practice starts i try not to bother anybody so i appreciate you doing this so let's get a uh let's get a sabine river update then i mean are you running all the way to marion from there or how does this <laughs> does, i wouldn't doubt I it enough gas i would probably <laughs> chance it run back because all i have to do is catch one fish and i get paid it uh, she's tough i mean she's tougher than normal i think this is going to be one of the lowest weights ones we've really? had yet um i'm telling you, i think you'll get paid with seven pounds a day seven and a half maybe. Yowza. i mean seven and a half pounds a day guaranteed gets paid if you what? catch eight, listen, you catch a two pounder right now, it's like it's a golden nugget. It, oh. it it might change, but we got some high water in the niches or the natches, however you want to say it, river. Sabine River's got a little high water. Um, Taylor's is pretty dirty. I've been to all three of them so far. And uh I'm telling you, I mean, you can catch thirty fish a day some places, but you'll catch maybe five keepers. Ooh. Today I had six bites, they were all keepers, but I still think I ended up at like seven pounds. <laughs> I mean, that's all day fishing. This is a, uh, it'll be interesting. Hours, I mean, I think if you caught 10 pounds a day, 40 pounds wins this tournament, no doubt. No so, doubt. So what do you, because dude, looking at your history, you're a big weight guy. Like you don't mind get, obviously you've got two century belts. We've seen you cracking them all over the place. Like Lake Fort, Santee, you know, wherever you crush big bags and you're totally fine going toe to toe in a slug fest. What do you do? to change your mindset in a week like this where it's like like you're saying a two pounder's down gold i mean do you do yeah. anything any different do you do you gear down like take your tackle down strip it down like what do you what's your approach in that, in that i definitely situation? stripped all my tackle down i changed my i changed basically all my rods out everything okay. from santee basically got put in the truck and put different rods. like i went from throwing a seven six worm rod now i'm throwing a six ten medium heavy my spinnerbait rod this week's a six six medium, bringing it out old school on side. twelve pound line. <laughs> like I'm talking about, we're going old school. Listen, if I had pistol grip, yeah, truck, I'd grab those. That's what I was I about mean, to say. My frog rod is six ten medium heavy as well, instead of a seven four heavy, because you have to change your gear. And I actually, back in the day, I preferred grinders over slugfest. Mm -hmm. I didn't think okay. I was good at slugfest, because um, it's hard. I never thought I was like the guy to catch big weights all the time like it's hard to i like being consistent is what i shoot for i mean i always try for consistency you know be consistent and i've always drive myself to you know catch a limit every single day um and over time you know it kind of has changed i do like catching bigger bags more than you know grinder well, tournaments. Of course, but yeah. i do like a good grinder i like tidal fishing um, i grew up tidal fishing the cooper river winyah bay stuff like that um uh, but the sabine river's a whole different animal in itself i mean they'll still be in dead end canals and stuff and it's june and it it really doesn't make much sense sometimes where they're located and i think that's just has to do with saltwater intrusion storms down here um, all that kind of stuff it there's a lot that goes into factor on sabine river but i do change my tackle i go down on rods i think the longest rod i got on deck right now is a seven three <laughs> instead of where it I had a couple seven foot jerk bait rods is the jerk bait rod length I throw them. But everything other than that was seven six at Santee. I like big rods. I mean big rods, big line. I mean bring, bring them to the boat. Bring it grave dig them on in, son. Grave hey, old dream Dream crush them up. Man, that we I had uh who did I have on? Oh, Cobb. Cobby. I had Brandon Cobb on. I guess last yep, week. Cobb's at the house with me. This okay, week. and we talked told about me to that. Tell you, say, told me to tell you, hey, I got Clint Davis here, Lahue oh, here, Lord. Here and him. Dude, we should have just Dixie. we should have just done a damn a whole show with a all of y'all. Yeah, we should have right. done a group chat. That would have been a good damn time. That's a crew right there you're running with. But yeah, Cobb was talking about that. Like, you can't afford 
to poke one on a seven six and fly him over your head when a twelve incher really matters. No, well, yeah, a twelve incher is critical here. That's why everything went down because it's like if you catch a three pounder, it's like man, that's gold. Game and that's over. what typically in the everywhere we go in the country, you're geared up for three to four pound fish. Yeah. Three pounders. A three pounder is what you make a living on, truly. But here, uh, three pounders completely random so you're gearing your stuff up for two pound fish and it's definitely different rods different line different tackle everything's shrinking size <laughs> shrinking. drastically we're bringing it back we're bringing it back all right i got two more things i'm gonna let you get to bed because I, I i i really appreciate you joining me and let's get into knock no worries out. happy to be here um but going back to mpfl so there's two things so bassmaster on their website and I know you've got some uh, FLW MLF history in the college ranks and whatnot. Bassmaster has you listed at eight hundred and seventeen thousand dollars. It's a lot of a lot of winnings there, Mister Consistency. But, and I went to county school, so correct me if this math is wrong. But with the two hundred plus thousand dollars you've won in the national professional league, you you are a bass fishing millionaire. Dang! Yeah, look at that, buddy. What I dude? I, I said it in the intro before I called you. I was like, "Wait a second, he's a freaking millionaire in earnings." I did not know that. Yeah, fired up, Man, dude. Hey, you learn something new every day. That's yeah. when you know you're doing all right bass fishing. That's right. Hot day. And, and however many that. seasons, I mean, not not many, <laughs> not many, bud. That's uh, I think you're gonna do okay at this whole bass fishing thing. As long as they keep having tournaments around Memorial Day, you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. And tell you the truth, my favorite months May. Or April and April completely let me down. This it year. did. I, had no I, I wasn't going to bring it up. April all the time <laughs> because you can catch them doing whatever. But that month slowly turning into May now looks like. Yeah, you you're going to need to buy a house uh, on Watts Bar, and you already got one on Santee. Just just keep them going everywhere. Uh, everywhere you win 100k on Memorial Day. So one one last thing, and. This this stat, of course, we got a smaller field this year, 76 guys, MPFL. This one's mind-blowing. Atkins and I were talking about this, and he was like, are you freaking kidding me? You top 10 Pickwick, then you had to skip Wright-Patman because this is all the talk. People were like, well, can he still make the championship? And I'm like, make the championship? Hell, he's going to be in the Angler of the Year mix before it's over with if he keeps catching them like he, he's been catching them for the last few years. Now, Timmy Reams and Todd Goat at this point, might be hard to run exactly. down because they stack it up. Both the, of those very, both of those are very consistent fishermen. Well, and so, so is Jesse Wise. Yeah, they're going to be hard to run down. Jesse Wise is only four points out of second. Brad Staley's Dang. having a great year. Brandon Perkins is still hanging around there. Fish Sheldon's up there. Keith Carson, Dustin Smith. I mean, they're they're catching them in that top ten. But you slide right down here. We're taking twenty five to a championship. No interfeed championship deal. You and two tournaments are now, sir, in twenty second place. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now we're talking. Got them points for the regional. Make son. that trip to Old Del Rio. You got the damn points for the regional, but but seriously, you're only. Let's look at this. You're seventy points out of the AOI right now. Now, granted, seventy six of seventy seven zero seven zero out of Angler of the Year right much. now. With three to go, bud, we're at the halfway point, no, and you get to fish the other three. Not, I was thinking one hundred and seventy. No, seventy. Dang, that's seventy. Not bad. Six, you've got, uh, yeah, you got 670, and he's got 744. So, if my math's oh, wow. correct, 70 points. Yep. It's tight. Yeah. It's tight. That is tight. That's way tighter than I thought. Of course, you come out to the side, and it just says winnings, $110,000. <laughs> Stack and That's check. Actually, I like those checks. Listen, yes. I'm telling you, the amount of phone calls I've had and the people I've talked to in the elites that are uh, – they're poking the bear. They're interested of about course. next year. Listen, we're gonna. They're gonna be barking. They're gonna be. They're gonna be knocking the door down next. I year. think, and, and I've told we'll you, have over a full field. Yeah. I think we're gonna have a good wait. Oh, wait Especially I, if we get the schedule yes. out, and, and I'm not even gonna say in time, but it's like we get the conflictions out of the way. Yeah, I'm Man, with. I that. think MPFL is here to stay. Dude, I, I mean, with what I'm, with what you do, Luke, and everybody at MPFL, it's it's a league that's. They're setting. They're setting the roots. It's there. Well, I, I appreciate that, buddy, because I really do, and I say that on the show a bunch. But I do love what I get to do for them, and I believe in what they're doing. Not, I don't believe they're going to be the next Bassmaster. I don't believe they're going to be the next MLF. I believe they're MPFL, right? I believe they're doing their Listen, thing. That's the thing. Listen, you got to be yourself. That's don't it. try to cloak somebody. Don't 
Yes. Don't copy anybody else. Listen, if everybody worried about themselves and did what they thought was best, everybody would strive. Everybody right. gets better. And so that's the thing. There's room for every single organization. And I can promise you there'll be 10 elite series guys fishing next year. Man, I, So that field is going to do nothing but get better. I'll and let, it's a great field already. It's a great group of anglers. The fellowship there is it's unbelievable. And that's why I enjoy fishing it because you go there, it's stress-free, and it's always a good time. Well, it and is a family environment. For 100 grand, and it makes it that much better. Yeah, I'd say so, Mr. Walters, Mr. Dream Crusher you, you, himself right there. Well, it is. It is. I said that the first year when I got to actually be at the events. Of course, now we're locked away in the studio in the dungeon, Fat Cat and I. They don't want us in the public eye, and I don't blame them. We'll, we'll probably say something to get us all canceled uh, in public. But uh, it, that was the one thing I noticed that year. I was like, this is not like a normal bass tournament. Like these guys are all getting along way too well. There should be way more fights. <laughs> there should be more divas <laughs> and they're, they're not, you know they're, what's weird, they're fantastic I, guys. I, I, I tend to, I didn't notice this that much when we're like in practice and stuff, I'm talking to people, waving at people, you know, <laughs> we're at blast off. I'm talking to people at weigh in, you know, we're talking. And I was talking to Landon Tucker the other day, and I didn't realize it. And, we, you know, we're me and Landon are buddies, you know. Yeah. And he passed me on the water the other day on day one of the tournament, and I didn't realize who it was. And then he was like, man, Patrick, I passed you, and you just gave me that eat crap look, and you didn't even wave at me. And I was like, I didn't even realize who it was because I looked back at him. Like, on the water, he's like, I'm probably not going to wave at you no. during the tournament. Like, I'm probably just going to give you the – I'm going to give you that stank guy and be like, hey. That's my creek right here. He's, like, what you doing in it? No, of I'm course. just kidding. But, like, you just – when you get on the water, everybody gets a little fired up. But out on the water, everybody at the NPFL has got your back. No That's doubt a good about thing. it. It's and a good community. Here's the deal, Landon, if you're watching. I know Landon's a low-lifer. He listens to some LBL. Landon, this man gets pissed off when and he gets to six-pounders. And I didn't even realize it was Landon, so I felt bad. I was like, dang, I didn't even know that was you. But, like, during the tournament, I was just like – he. This man gets eye. mad when he catches a six pounder. You think he's going to put up with you slow riding by? Hell no. That don't happen <laughs> with Coach Walters, the dream crusher. All right, buddy, go crush it at the Sabine River. Tell that wild crew of yours I said to tighten up. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Good luck. Luke, I appreciate it. I'll make sure I get on with some cobs. Hey, he's in the lead right now in AOI. I'm going to make sure we, uh, we get him on some fish. But no, Luke, I appreciate it and all those little lifers out there. Hey, hopefully we'll have us a good week. And, uh, we'll get keep to do, that momentum rolling. We'll get to do this again crush next week. Dreams. Go, go, crush some dreams and win Sabine, and we'll just make this the Patrick Walters podcast. Every po- I, I enjoy it. Well, that's fine by me. Let's do it. Hey, New co-host. Look, <laughs> take care, buddy. See, you, buddy. Thank you, Patrick, Coach Dream Crusher Walters, right there. Such a good dude. Such a funny dude, man. He is. Uh, when he first came on the scene, I thought he was just like all business. And uh, and very reserved. And then you get to know Patrick, and he's very much not that at all. He's hilarious. And uh, I had a lot of fun with him there and that. I hope you guys enjoyed that, all you lowlifers listening out there. Uh, and, and, I, and I, again, thank you to Patrick for putting up with my schedule and the craziness with equipment and things because uh, I know it's not easy, especially like you said. Dude, this man, his dad, Todd, apparently drove most of it other than an hour, but they – Put it in the wind 13 and a half hours to the Sabine River from Santee Cooper, man. That's not an easy feat. These guys love it. I say it all the time on here. You got to be obsessed. You want to beat those guys? It don't come down to live scope. It don't come down. You better have all that, and you better be as good as you can. But you want to beat Patrick Walters? You want to beat John Cox? You better want it more than them because their want to is at a level that is very, very hard to grasp. All right. Appreciate each and every one of you tuning in this week and every week. I'll take you out with some Biloxi Blues. Appreciate y'all being patient with me. We'll have a a new show next Monday at a regular scheduled time. Biloxi Blues, y'all have a good week. Hopefully, I'm going to catch some bass on the Alabama River. And if I don't, I'm going to have a good time with the LOB himself down there slinging an LOB jig at them spotted bass regardless. See y'all next week. Jackson Town to Tupelo I never could make it last Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine It don't matter, east or west North, south, wherever the wind blows I'm leaving those burdens at rest This highway, it doesn't
Getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. 